Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Reverend James of FaultConjure.com in North Carolina, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjureman of ConjuremanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we welcome a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Ramona Scott of Ramona Speaks the Other Truth in Houston, Texas, bringing us today's topic, Wishes versus Commands. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man. Miss Kat? Hi, thank you, Reverend James. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, how are things going with you and Reverend Art? Things are going well. We're still working on a lot of making a lot of candles, big girl candles, and I've been working with a lot of clay. My hands are dry and and silicone, so I've got little blue spots everywhere. (laughs) So we're making some things. Wow. All right. Um, I'm very interested to uh, touch bases with you about that. It sounds fascinating and wonderful. Maybe we'll talk about it at the tech team meeting on Tuesday. Um, now, I have an announcement here. Um, we have a winner for Facebook Fridays for November 17th, 2023. We actually have two lucky winners, and each of them has won a Seven Circles of Fortune Luck Oil Sampler Pack. And uh, these are seven lucky oils, and um, since we sell our oils for $10 each, each of these pers- people won a $70 free package. So it behooves you to get on over to Facebook and like Lucky Mojo and check us out every Friday and see what prizes we're giving away. This one was unexpectedly large. And our two winners are Vanessa de la Cruz and Chris, with a K, Chris Garver. So congratulations, Vanessa and Chris. If you are one of our two winners this week, just go ahead, respond to the message from the Lucky Mojo Facebook page that you'll see, and send us your uh, mailing address for shipping purposes. And thank you very much for participating. There will be another giveaway next Friday. Now, speaking of giveaways, I do have a little announcement to make about one of our most um, beloved air members, Valentina Burton, who has been uh, struck with um, an aggressive form of blood cell cancer. Uh, the prognosis is not lethal yet. Uh, she sound, she's in it for the long haul. She'll probably live a good long life. In fact, um, I'm praying that she lives to be 90. But she has a GoFundMe up now. 
and um, she needs help, not with her medical expenses. She's getting the best medical care she can at Parkland Hospital in Texas, but she does need help with um, supplies and helpers around the house. She also has been caring for her 90-year-old mother, so she has other people coming in and helping do that caretaking while she's undergoing chemotherapy. However, her spirits are really good. I talked with her. She is still doing readings. So if you want a reading from Valentina, she's got what it takes. She just gets a little fatigued and can't do as many readings until that chemo is behind her. So please support her during her medical treatment. The GoFundMe is listed in the chat. It's gofund.me dash C, lowercase c, 5393 lowercase f 10 I'll repeat that last part c 5393 f 10 but just better just just go look up GoFundMe Valentina Burton you'll find it and uh, she has a webpage valentinaburton.com and you can book her I believe through air I think she's still taking readings through air and we just wish her all the best she is really a trooper and she is determined to lick this thing and um and i think she will mm-hmm. all right that's my news i guess what else is going on around here um we are taking thanksgiving off at the lucky mojo curio company so we put out a big uh placard about that i want to thank eileen for designing the placard um we are going to be closed on thanksgiving november 23rd we will be shuttered for one day, November 23rd, while we all stay at home with our loved ones and share our festive meals. But in the meantime, you can always order online at luckymojo.com, and you can come back in on the 24th of November. We'll be open again. It's just a one-day Thanksgiving holiday closure. So that's about all that's happening around here. I'm working on my... Um, Railroad Spells Part 2, <laughs> and it'll be out on Tuesday for my patrons. If you're not a patron, you can um, hook up at patron, patreon.com slash Catherine Ironwood, and for just a few dollars a month, you can get a one-year advance members-only webpage. And right now, what we're doing is Railroad Spells, and that was based off our show about Railroad Spells that we did with Miranda, and it has led to a deep dive on a web page with many, many spells. So I hope people are enjoying that. I can't think of anything else to relate to except for, um, gee, double shoestrings were popular again this week, and I bagged up a bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> it's my my usual. It's always double shoestrings. We may um, we may have um, been one of the places that really does the devil shoestring thing. I don't know, but I'm constantly breaking them up and packing them in packages. And, um, well, that's about it, I guess. Um, think of anything else to say. I'm going to turn this over to Conjurman. What's going on in your life? Hello, hello. Things are, are well and busy. I'm very sorry to hear about Valentina uh, Burton. She's definitely in my prayers. Uh, brilliant card reader, brilliant reader, brilliant fortune teller. Uh, for anyone who's ever attended her, her workshops and whatnot, she's, she's amazing. So I can definitely vouch for her as an amazing reader. This would be a fantastic time to get a reading from her. 
uh, if you're if you're looking for someone to guide you and to be your spiritual counselor, can't think of a better person. Uh, I've been quite busy on my end doing uh, lots of work. Uh, I do want to give a, a very public praise to Saint Anthony today. We did some work for finding that which was lost, and Saint Anthony came through in a huge way. For people who know me, know that I don't actually work with a lot of saints, uh, but Saint Cyprian, uh, Santissima Muerte, and Saint Anthony have been regulars in on my altars and, and work that I do for clients and myself and others. So uh, a big praise for for Saint Anthony, uh, who you can petition when things are lost, when people are lost, and when people have gone astray, things have gone astray. Even pets have gone astray. You can. Pray to St. Anthony. It's very simple. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come down. Something has been lost and must be found. Uh, and he he comes through. He's one of the uh, saints that we often talk about in folk Catholicism. Anthropologists call them uh, performer saints. These are saints that just kind of perform everyday miracles. And Santisma Muerte is another one of those performer saints. St. Elena, of course, is very famous. But St. Anthony has definitely come through this past week, so I do want to give a shout-out. It's just an example of all the type of work that I'm doing, uh, bringing things that have been lost and have gone astray back home. Wonderful. (laughs) It sounds very exciting. I'm a great fan of St. Anthony, too. Not mm-hmm. a Catholic, but St. Anthony doesn't seem to care if you're a Catholic. St. Anthony just... Yeah. I mean, there's a couple know. Catholic saints that are awkward for people who are either Jewish or Muslim. Let's be real. Let's, mm-hmm. keep, it, right. let's keep it real. But Anthony is not one of them. St. Anthony seems right. to be very accepted. Yeah, yeah. St. Anthony is one that has always um, been very appealing. St. Expediti is another. Uh, yeah. Dr. Jose Gregorio Hernandez. Those are, um, but on the other hand, you know, Catholics don't mind, you know, connecting with Jewish archangels, so good luck. St. Michael, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So-called Saint Michael. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always a funny, that's always a funny one to me when I say that, really. He's a saint now. (laughs) All right. Um, But everybody can be friends on the spiritual plane. All right. Well, uh, today... We have a wonderful guest, um, Ramona, and um, from Ramona Speaks the Other Truth, Ramona Scott. And I'm going to bring her in in just a moment, but we're going to um, talk about a topic which is dear to my heart, which is wishes versus commands. So get your thinking cap on. Think about that. What does that mean to you? And if you have any questions about um um, what you know? What the difference is between a, a wish or a command? Get ready with your questions, and we're going to talk. All right, welcome to the show, Ramona. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be back. Finally, been a while. Welcome, it's welcome. been a while. We love to have you here. Tell us what's been going on in your world in Texas. Oh, let's see. I'm in the process of moving, maybe not moving, um, taking care of my 97-year-old aunt who has dementia. But, you know, other than that, she's in perfect health. Um, And just, you know, trying to get things situated. And, you know, as anybody knows who has to move, it's a stressful time. And so, mm-hmm. like, 
Um, I can't wait for the moment when I can just get everything chilled and and running smoothly so I can start back um, on my podcast and having you back on and, you know, just getting it together. But it has been a rough year uh, for me in a lot of ways. Oh, well, more power to you to keep Mm -hmm. it all together for your family. And I want to say, I want to say, Conjure Man, I have a jar that sits up indefinitely, uh, St. Anthony's jar. Oh, wow. That I put my, you know, when when I lose something or can't find something, I write a note and I drop it in there and he answers. He really, really does. So, yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. It's a well, yeah, praise St. Anthony show. Yeah, praise yeah. St. Anthony. All right. Well, let's talk about wishes commands. Now, as always, I'm going to introduce this topic with a little bit of um, why we got here and why we're talking about this. Um, I have found, and I'm pretty sure that Conjurman has found and that Ramona has found and Reverend James has found and probably even Nagashiva and Reverend Art who are sitting around in the corners and probably also um, everybody who's ever done readings, Balkan Diviner who's in the chat and and um, Tony I, people who've done readings know that many clients don't know the difference between a wish and a command. Can I get an amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They just don't know the difference. It's not that they are stupid. They've just never thought about it. So they believe probably partly because of their upbringing and the, either the religious upbringing they had where, you know, Moses commanded the Red Sea to part. Okay, that's a command, right? Um, and it doesn't say, you know, Moses wished upon a star, right? <laughs> so they think of, of wishing upon a star as something you do when you're a little kid, and commanding is something you do when you're leading your people, right? But that's not always the case. And then there are the movies and the Internet memes which show, uh, well, everything, comic books, starting with, I don't know, starting with, the Mysteries of Myra, the first silent film series about the occult, but going on into Doctor Strange comics and then all of these ideas of these uh, magicians, you know, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and the Bolts of Flame and Harry Potter and, you know, there's a lot of ideas around commanding, around commanding power. And, of course, commanding power is really useful but sometimes a wish is better than a command. And people would say, why is that? Well, it depends on your position with regard to the one who grants the wish versus the one whom you hope to command. Can you command God? No, you cannot. But you can pray to God and say, I wish, Lord, that my life would be easier and this move I'm about to make would be simpler and, you know, that Valentina's health would improve. And I pray for your help, Lord, but you can't say to God, Jehovah, do what I want, because it ain't going to work. (laughs) You cannot command God. But on the other hand, if you have an enemy who is maybe not as strong as you, 
I command you to leave the premises now. And they will, if you if you can summon the power. So that's the difference between a wish and a command, as I understand it. And you should see me. Every time I say command, I'm making a fist here and striking into the air like hammer blows, because that's how I was taught to command, right, and really get that power up. And then when you wish, it's more of a foof. You just open your hands and receive, and it can be a powerful wish, but it is still a wish. So that's what I have to say. Let me ask you, Ramona, how do you see the difference between a wish and command and when you would use one and when you would use the other? Okay. Think of a wish if you go by the dictionary's definition. Wishing a feeling or expressing a strong desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable, right? Or a desire mm-hmm. or hope for something to happen. Whereas the command is to give an authoritative order. Like, you know, enter, leave. All right? Mm-hmm. So one is is doubt or not insecurity, I think, in a wish. You may wish for it, but somewhere behind that you say, I hope, oh, please, you know. And it's not as as sure as if you say, you know, I want this. I will get it. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And it, and And you can do that in prayer also. You know, you, it's not like you're commanding God, but you thank mm. him for giving it to you already. It's coming to me as I speak. It's a, it's a knowing that this is going to take place mm. to me. That, that is the way that I, I look at it. That's the difference between, oh, I wish it would rain. No, mm-hmm. it will rain. Because I command it, it will rain. And there's people mm-hmm. who can do that. Mm-hmm. But also, too, with it comes, you have to focus. I mean, not just anybody, and, and I can't stress this enough, and I'm sure you agree, that you have to, you have to be in, in, in command of your focus. And your worth mm-hmm. and, 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 and what it is that you want. And that takes practice and experience. You know, we can say, okay, you know, command this in this spell, but if you don't have the focus behind it, it's an empty command. Do you agree? That's right. I mm. I do agree. And I also would add you need to know what you can command if you if you stand facing an avalanche that's coming down the mountain you know you can't outrun it you can't say avalanche i command you to stop because it ain't going to but you can say avalanche carry me upward so that i do not suffocate beneath the snow and i can dig my way out or avalanche let someone see me and rush to me right away i mean those commands and wishes can be, you can speak with a lot of power, but there are some things that you cannot command, and and that is part of wisdom, 
to know what you cannot mm-hmm. command. Now, I've seen right. people command command rain, and I've seen people command mm-hmm. a thunderstorm to move away. I've, I've seen people command a um, a cyclone to move away, yeah, and yeah. it can be done. But usually you do that when you really feel you have the power. What about you, yeah. Ollie? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I should say just as a funny aside that, that I can do that with storms. I could command storms to split. Uh, I have a very strong hand for manipulating weather, and it comes from this place of command. I command you to split, and so like a storm mm-hmm. will pass over my area. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. very common in Virginian conjure. So when I think of com- uh, commanding and wishing, there are two ways uh, that I approach it. One is your position. What are you can command things that are lower in the hierarchy of the universe than you. That's not to mean they're lesser beings or whatnot, but they they do not have the same divine authority as you. You can command animals, you can command other things, mm-hmm. you can command even nature. You can't command God. Yep. You cannot command mm-hmm. the celestial realms. Even as angels to some extent may not always seem higher than humans, they are. They're much closer to the divine than the humans are. So, like, you're not commanding the Archangel Michael any day soon, right? You can ask, <laughs> right. you, can, you can pray, but the Archangel Michael is not going to respond well to a pissant saying, I command you to do this. I demand that you just – that's an entity that's just far too big, right? I mean, we were talking about stories of people encountering angels and literally collapsing from the mere sight of them. So there's one is your position in the sort of social hierarchy, if you will, or the celestial hierarchy, where you are. The things that you outrank, so to speak, you can command. You can also command those that are within your rank, that is your fellow humans, putting commands. I mean, command oil here. It will work wonderfully in that regard. If you put a little bit of command oil on you, you can command other people. You absolutely can. You can command your boss to do things your way. Even if you cannot give them a verbal command, your words will become like commands onto them because you have that authority. The second way that I approach this is where the source of authority is coming from. So one is your position and the other is your source. The source of authority, if the source of authority comes from within, that is a command. If the source of authority is placed in something else's hand, that is a wish. I'll give you an example. When I want to break, the authority comes from within. Storm, you will split before me. I am speaking from the power within. But if a situation is beyond me, I will put it in the hands of God. That is a wish that says, I may not have the power to change this thing. I cannot move that avalanche. I cannot move that mountain. But God can. And I am sure in God's power, therefore I place this thing in God's hand. That is a wish. So where is, so when you, the difference between a wish and a command is one, what your position is, and two, where the source of power is coming from. Is it coming from you or outside of you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really well said. Um, you know, uh, this is one of the things that I see going on in among people who are clients um, is that they think they have a source of authority and they Mm. may be badly mistaken. Um, And, you know, a source of authority, you can say, I am so enraged that this girl is flirting with my husband. 
I command her to die or leave town. Um, but if you um, think about it, if you do not have that authority over her, if she does not recognize your authority, um, you will not succeed. And people get very bent out of shape about this because they think my anger is my authority. Mm-hmm. But your anger does not give you your position. No. Um, and anger alone, many times people substitute the idea of, um, it, you know, it, they think that the amount of anger that they can, the rage that they, you know, can build up or the amount of uh need that they can build Mm -hmm. up will give them authority but it won't necessarily and there are there are people who are both self-protecting or protected by others yeah and those people you cannot exercise authority over them they will not allow it and it it's not going to work um so so if you do not have authority yeah Mm-hmm. I was going to say, anger can be a source of power. It can energize mm-hmm. you. It can, it can really direct mm-hmm. your focus. But, mm-hmm. but command and authority is willpower. That's an entirely right. different thing. Your, exactly. If you command someone else, your will must contest with their will. And your mm-hmm. will must be unbreakable. I mean unbreakable. There's a reason why a lot of... Spiritual practices involve heavy, heavy acts of discipline in order to build up the willpower, mm-hmm. fasting, the denial of sleep, these things that are helped to develop willpower. Without that, you could be as angry as you want, but you're stamping your foot. Sure, right. it can feel good, and yes, it can be scary sometimes, and it can be forceful, but that's not actually the direction of authority. Authority comes from this unbreakable willpower. So if you're going to contest wills with another human being, your willpower must be stronger than theirs if you're going to dominate, which is why I say you can't dominate an angel, right? Because no matter right. how strong your willpower is, that is a celestial being. Like, there's no matching of wills there. But you can with right. other entities, but the willpower, and, you're, and this is really what you, what you said was incredibly important. Anger itself is not alone. No matter how righteous you feel, no matter how mm-hmm. justified that anger is, it can empower you. It can make your prayers more fervent, but it is not in of itself enough to grant you command. Something else is required there. And I do think that certain products can help along those lines. If your willpower mm-hmm. is not absolute, you can work with something like a master root. You can work mm-hmm. with command oil. And these things can start to add to your authority that you may not naturally have. So, for example, I was told that if you wanted to master someone who is stronger than you, then what you wanted to do is wrap them up, their name in master root and what that would do is grant you authority through the master root because the master root could wrap them up could control them could influence them Mm -hmm. even though your willpower may not be unshakable the master root can lend you a little bit of its power and so you often find there are techniques for bolstering your willpower so that you can command others that's a really good one, tying their name yeah. to or tucking it in amongst the, 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 yep. the rootlets of a master root is a really powerful way to work. And there are a number of roots of power. And um, mm-hmm. 
Angela Marie Horner did a workshop called The Seven Roots of Power, and she gave that workshop at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And I'm hoping that Nagashiva can go find a link to that. She gave, a, I think the total list was 21 roots, but there were seven roots of power. And that was an important, and Master Root was one of them, of course. And those roots are known for power and empowering people in certain ways. And um, uh, there's there are other herbs. Rosemary, for instance, is known as the, the herb that empowers women. But um, many people will carry a root in their hand or if the root is edible, they will chew a root that, has, that is a root of power to get mm-hmm. their um, way because the root will add to their power. This is why, you know, hoodoo contains so much herbal magic. Um, Balkan Diviner put a comment in, which was really good. Um, so hi, Balkan Diviner. Uh, um, he, he wrote, there are zodiac signs better fitted for commanding work, whereas there are zodiac signs yes. who pose extreme resistance to commanding. Yep. And one of the ones, of course, that's one of the better at commanding are some of the signs like Aries and Leo, Capricorn. Um, these are very commanding signs. And then there are signs known to resist being commanded. Yes. And yep. uh, Balkan Diviner said, such as Virgos, it's very hard to make a Virgo do something or command. Taurus. They, Taurus, for a different reason. Taurus is just yep. put their head down, no. And Virgos just kind of shrug and go, oh, you get out of here. <laughs> yep. um, there are also, what Balkan Diviner did not mention, so I'm going to add to this, signs that are better at making wishes. For mm-hmm. instance, some of the water Pisces. signs, like Pisces. You, you know yep. what I was going to say? Pisces yep. are amazing at making wishes and having their wishes come true. Um, Cancerians that. also are are good at that. And another one is Libra. Libra is very kind and fair-minded, and they're pretty good at making a wish. And their wishes often come true because they tend not to wish out of their sphere of authority. They don't try mm-hmm. to wish for the too much. They're very yeah. balanced people. So there yeah. are there are a lot of um ideas here. Water is for wishes, fire is for commands. Think about mm-hmm. that for a moment. And yep. that might lead to some spell ideas also. Okay. Totally. Totally. And I think I think okay. Pisces really has a reputation above all else for making their dreams just come true. That's the ability of a Pisces mm-hmm. to, to wish. I used to joke that uh, all other signs learn witchcraft. Pisces learn mm-hmm. witchcraft. All they have mm-hmm. to do is sort of wish things, and it comes into being. But, yes, and some signs are very difficult to work. Scorpios and Tauruses are very difficult to force into any type of command. I always tell clients it's very hard to do command work on on Scorpios and Taurus. They just will say, they just will say no. They, they dig their heels mm-hmm. in. There's not much you can do in regards to that. There's another working I want to give here in addition to the master route for techniques of building command, and that's licorice root. Licorice root works really, really well. I was told there's two ways to do this. So what you want to do is you want to get a large licorice root sliver. So they've sort of been julienne, large licorice root sliver, and you write your name on it and anoint it with command oil. Then you find another licorice root sliver, but you want to make sure that it's smaller, weaker, and a little bit flexible, a little bit flexible. You will write the name of the person you want to command, 
and then you lightly bend it. Not break it, but you bend it so it's pliable. You place it as a cross so that your name is on top of it. This way it makes a little X or a cross. You take red mm-hmm. string and you bind it together so that the two are bound together with your name on top of theirs. And this will give you command over the person. And then when you want them to listen, you just lightly bend their licorice root. Just lightly bend their licorice root. And the more you make it sort of pliable and you bend it, the more they will obey you, the more they will hear you. And then should they ever cross you and you want to punish them, you snap their licorice root in half. And that's a way of really sort of adding heat to it to the next level. That's really great. Um, so, Ramona, do you know any particular types of situations in which a wish is better than a command? When you wish a person uh, success, like, you know, you're having a conversation with a man and they're going on a job interview, mm-hmm. for instance, and you can wish them success. Um, okay. That's a yeah. Wishing people success is um this is another aspect we haven't talked about yet. Just in practical terms, people are more likely to make a good wish than a bad wish. Mm-hmm. Um they might say, "Oh, I wish he trips mm. and falls." But more likely people are are going to say, and the picture that we used up at the slideshow at the top of the program of the of the two women wishing for the happiness of the younger girl or they're leaning against her, um, we wish usually for good things. And what we're doing when we're doing that is really asking higher powers to bring in those good wishes. And so the idea that good wishes are more common than bad wishes, and um, they are not only just petitions or appeals, but you're you're basically saying, you know, I wish for your happiness, I you know, uh, success to you, bon voyage, you know, all of that kind of wishing as opposed to commanding, you don't go up to some young girl like shown in that picture and you don't say, uh, my granddaughter, I command you to have a happy life. <laughs> you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Makes no, no. sense. <laughs> Although I have and had a few clients. So I, I've yeah. had a few clients who I wish I could have commanded to have a happy life. <laughs> I really have. Yeah, um, and, and mean it when you when you wish, you know, it, it's like, like we said, wishes are desires and hope. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, mean it, you know, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. add to whatever it is that they're doing within themselves mm-hmm. to uh, enhance their um, situation. I wanted to add something because I didn't hear it discussed that in doing the commands, if you're unable or not strong enough to focus, there are people who use entities as mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. and uh and I'm sure there are people that are listening who deal with them and and I just wanted to say that 
you know, that is a common practice among those who, you know, practice that. But in those situations, it is essential that you proceed with caution. That's, I just wanted to, you know, because yeah. you can use them to gain control or influence over certain mm-hmm. aspects of reality. But it is important to note that the use of entities in magic can vary greatly depending on the beliefs and practices. And uh, it is important to approach it with caution and respect and to have a clear intention and to be mindful of the potential consequences of your actions. That's all I want to say. The higher the entity, the more we seek alliance rather than commanding. Um, we don't say, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, you know, when we think about like Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus. We're seeking an alliance with a very powerful being, right? But we right. don't say, you know, stomping your little feet and going, Jesus, you better get me that toy right now you sound like a baby you know right it doesn't make no sense so you handle it with respect that's right and and cliff lowe said uh the choice of whether to ask a witch of an entity or commanding an entity is to some extent the relative disparity of authority between the spirit and the magician so and that has that's exactly right cliff and that has a lot to do with culture some cultures believe and some religions believe that you can bind powerful spirits and make them work for you um for instance jinns or muertos spirits of the dead who are commanded to do things there are there are religions in which the ability to command um an otherwise more powerful spirit does appear and there are religions in which that would never be done or cultures in which that would not be done. So there's a and in which being a magician becomes the ability to command more powerful entities than the average person could. You know, the average person could call up their sister in law and say, Hey, sister in law, you know, I just need a little help with my rent and she'll send money. And that's a petition or wish. But how many people would, you know, call up Jesus and say, you know, Jesus, give me my fucking rent money. You know, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, no. Mm. Yeah. Of, I mean, the most powerful way that authority is, argument, is augmented is through God and the creator. And we find this mm-hmm. frequently that when you're attempting to command beings, entities, and whatnot, you do it in the name of God. If you yourself, mm-hmm. for example, don't have the power to do so, God certainly does, being the creator of all. So in the name of God, I command the blank. In the name of God, this particularly is done with the command of spirit, particularly when they need to be exercised or out of a house. In the name of God, I cleanse this place of all wicked beings. In the name of the creator, in the name of the divine, and even in Jesus' name, is often frequently invoked to augment the ability to command. And that's what transforms a wish to a command. You're not wishing the entities to leave, you're commanding them to do so, and you're able to give that command because you have been granted that authority 
by God. And so this is mm-hmm. an important aspect of working with, with entities is knowing where that authority stems from, right? In that instance, you become the agent of the divine. You become the agent of God, right? Yeah, like your local magistrate is just a dude. But when the local magistrate speaks on behalf of the government, they become more than just a regular dude. They're imbued with power, right? As the, as the, the marriage uh, officiant says, vested by, by the state of California or vested with authority by the state of whatever, I now pronounce you husband and wife. That's just, <laughs> just, just a person makes saying words. But once they've been invested or vested with the power of the state, those words become magical. That's right. I'm going to pull in another one here from the chat. This is um, Phyllis Margaret Gabor. And um, and she said, I'm going to throw out some crystals that are used for power. Carnelian, bloodstone, mm-hmm. and moldavite are great for power, for commanding. And green aventurine, clear quartz, and citrine are wonderful manifestation, manifestors for wishes. I agree with that. Those are good ones. Yes. And bloodstone in particular is a very commanding stone, moldavite also. And um, uh, clear quartz I would consider uh, fabulous for manifesting wishes because it's also used for divination, for seeing into the clear quartz. Manifesting visualization can be a form of wish-making. So that's a really good one. Thank you. Uh, very much for that uh, thing, and other objects and charms that you know that are sort of like what uh, Nagashiva here in the chat called object batteries. So you are again allying yourself with some of these objects or charms or amulets or talismans for their power for whatever reason you know to to get to repel to protect to increase health, whatever the wish or desire is, or whatever the command is. And those amulets and charms are very powerful, particularly, and I'm going to bring contraband in here, particularly if you work with charms or talismans in which you have, um, I guess you could say, embedded or invited a spirit. Mm -hmm. So I want you to talk about that ring of yours, which is a ring Mm -hmm. of power. Yeah, I have a, a ring of power that I wear that's made of a carnelian. The stone itself is, is very old. It's an ancestral stone that has been passed down for gen- literal generations. Uh, and in it, it contains a powerful jinn lord, uh, an entity that is high-ranking amongst the jinn. And in turn, the jinn therefore grants me authority over other jinn that I can command them, influence them, and have them do my bidding. Uh, And this is a common practice in the jinn sorcery of the Middle East. They're very rare. You'll often see Etsy selling jinn rings. Those are all fake. Don't fall for it. Anyone who's selling you a jinn ring is lying to you. You cannot sell them. They're uh, a long, long time to make. It involves getting into a contract with an entity and conjuring and summoning it and then working out a very difficult agreement known as an ajaza or a permission then the entity is housed in the stone and it can be passed down to your descendants. The average time it takes to construct a ring of this sort is generally about seven years. It takes a long time. So seven years of your life has to be 
be dedicated to constructing this type of, of object. But it is something that then grants you spiritual authority over other entities, in this case, jinn, hools, and, and nasnas, and sila, which are other sort of Middle Eastern entities that can be commanded and influenced. Uh, hellhounds are also influenced by the stones, and this stone grants authority. That's one way. But other talismans also grant authority. For example, talismans made under the auspices of Mars quite famously grant a great deal of authority to the individual. Uh, we have books like the Shams al-Maref, and we have the Raya al-Hakim, or what's known as the Picatrix, all of which give you uh, instructions for how to create those martial talismans. The talismans of the sun as well grant you authority, but the authority of the talismans of the sun tends to be more social in nature. It grants you social power over others, influence over others, authority to command others. In fact, one of the talismans gives you the authority to command kings, so it might mm-hmm. be worthwhile to make. So there are a variety of these different magical objects, whether they house spirits or made under astrological conditions or others that simply are imbued by natural authority. Certain roots, as we mentioned, have their own natural authority. But the same is true of metal. The metal iron, for example, is imbued mm-hmm. with its own natural authority and generally can be used to command certain spirits, particularly spirits of the dead, chaotic spirits, spirits of disruption, spirits of war, martial spirits, can all, all be commanded through iron. Silver and gold are other metals that are often believed to have their own inherent intrinsic authority to them and therefore can make up part of your talismanic repertoire of command. That's, that's a good point, and that leads me to water and wishes. Yes. Because, and the stars and wishes, air and wishes. We often see images of a woman blowing a dandelion and sending the wishes into the air, or a child looking up at the sky and wishing on a star. So air and water seem to work better for wishes. And, um, you know, the the, the proverbial... um, a wish in a bottle that you throw into the water that's a you know that's a wish unless you make it a command and you can but it's like i wish that this will go to some far distant shore and i'll follow it and later be able to travel there or whatever the wish in water is beautiful the wish in air is very common it's not common to make a wish in the earth um maybe when you plant seeds but usually we are seeking authority over earth so that earth will be productive under our command and uh, fire is definitely used for commanding spells Mm. so yeah that's a really um, interesting difference between those elements between those planets and of course it would be very difficult when you talk about using a solar talisman you're not commanding the sun to do your will you are allying yourself again. Uh, yeah. um, you know, what if... Oh, did we lose Miss yeah. Yes, yes we did. Just lost me a moment oh, ago, no. and now we lost her. I'll get her back right now. Oh, no. Yeah, well, uh, just a complete Miss Cat sentence there, because uh, we, me and her are on the same brain, brain wavelength. Uh, you're not commanding the, the sun, but the sun is granting you authority to command others. 
as she pointed out, you're aligning yourself with this sun. So this remains true. Uh, in regards to materials that can grant you wishes, I do want to throw uh, uh, the tonka beans out there. Tonka beans are often used to grant your wishes. So just as there are certain magical materia that have inherent authority to them, that have intrinsic authority to them, whether that's astrological or because they're imbued with the spirit or because they're of their intrinsic nature, like a metal, there are also items and objects that allow you to have wishes, like tonka beans, uh, that are you can carry with you um, and and make a wish over them, and they will help to grant those. So the, the natural world is filled with these these powerful sources of authority or wishes. Is Miss Cat back? I think I hear her clicking. Yep. You hear me tap tapping my keyboard. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Hope I didn't miss too much. No, Um, I was just... Carry on. I'm just listening. Yeah, I was just completing your thought that there are certain materials that allow for for wishes as well, like tonka beans, which are really, Mm -hmm. really great for granted Mm -hmm. wishes. Um, And they are also uh, either carried in the pocket, uh, but there are also traditions that toss them in the water. So again, water Mm -hmm. comes into this idea of somehow being able to grant wishes. Wishing wells, we might not Mm -hmm. take them seriously, but wishing wells are incredibly, incredibly powerful sites. And you can absolutely do a wish in a well with intention and you toss a coin in there and the the wish will be granted by the well because there is power in the water, spirit in the water. Thank you. Thank you. You see, we've been together on this show so long. When I got bumped out, I was going, oh, no, Snow White's well at Disneyland, and I won't get to talk about it. But you did. And also, grains of paradise are good for wishes, too. That's right, Mm. grains of paradise. And mojo beans, of course, are thrown into the water after seven days. And you might have said that while I was offline. I don't know. Yeah, that's 100%. Guinea peppers yeah. is, is interesting. If you chew guinea peppers, they can grant you authority. This is an old-timey mm-hmm. working, and it's believed that uh, Marie Laveau actually did this quite famously, that when she was doing a particular working, she was in the actual cathedral in New Orleans, and she put guinea peppers in her mouth. And the idea here is twofold. Some say that the guinea peppers cause enough pain that it, they simulate burning, the heat, and therefore, the gods will take pity and hear your voice and grant your wish. Others say that because it empowers your tongue, your tongue becomes more powerful. And so they say if you carry guinea peppers in your mouth during a job interview, you are subtly commanding them to give you the job. Or if you carry guinea peppers when you are speaking to someone, you can subtly command them. You're not shouting these commands, but what it does is it increases your words so that they carry with them command. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, let's bring Ramona back in. I haven't heard from her in a moment. Um, so Ramona, do you have any favorite herbs for wishes? Yeah, I. Uh, my favorite favorite one is cloves. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Mm. You know, okay. and I carry it around. Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite one. And then um, the grains of paradise, of course, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because then I throw them in all directions so that, you know, whatever direction 
my wishes in, it will come my way. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And those are those are my favorites. Mm. I like I like dandelion root, which is said to give you psychic power. But remember that those little dandelion fluff balls are also a way of making a wish. Mm-hmm. And I used to so, do that as um, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we all did as a kid. And so um, the dandelion root um, or pressed dandelion leaf or anything, dandelion is really good for wishes. That's what it's mm-hmm. used for. Wishbone yeah. are really fantastic for wishes, of course. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's in the name. It's in the name. Yeah. So a wishbone... Um, for all of those who are listening to us from overseas, for instance, in Romania, um, a wishbone is the little bone in the front of a bird that is um, used. You dry it and you um, crack it in half with someone else, and whoever gets the bigger half gets the wish. And I bet there's a name for it in Romanian, too. <laughs> and I bet that Balkan mm-hmm. Diviner will tell us the Balkan name for wishbones if he's still here in chat. I hope so. Um, so yeah, and I carried that part around with me until the wish comes true. That's right. You if you win if you win the larger half of the wishbone, you get to carry it around till the wish comes true. And um, yeah, usually you want to dry them first. Um, we're just coming up on Thanksgiving, and in America, where we all have turkeys, the turkey wishbone is, um, you know, a, a special wishbone because it's so yeah. large. And um, and so therefore, you it takes a little while to dry. You can, um, you know, let it dry for uh, a while. Uh, Balkan Diviner has not responded with the Romanian word for wishbone. I have no idea. He's probably using Google Translate and going, "What's a wishbone?" <laughs> and um, I used to, I used to uh, paint uh, clear enamel over it mm-hmm. and drill a tiny hole through it and string mm. it up and wear it around my neck. Wow, like a whole wishbone, or just the no, broken half, just the, the whole the, thing, the broken half, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, now, um, uh, and Shiva mentions wishing on candles, special events. Don't tell your wish. So um, this is something, of course, that's very common in European folk magic, where you put a candle on a birthday cake, and then you blow it out, um, and um, don't tell your wish. Balkan Diviner says the most important wishes in Romania are placed on birthdays and New Year's Eve. You eat 12 grapes for the 12 months and make a wish. We don't have the equivalent of the wishbone practice here. Isn't that amazing? Something that we think of as like so important in our world doesn't exist right? in Romania. Uh, Funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for Balkan Diviner, but what is the Romanian word for wishbone so I can talk to my Romanian friends about it? Um, the eating the 12 grapes for the 12 months and making a wish at each one is also found in um, Portugal and Spain at midnight on New Year's, and it probably is common throughout Europe. And um, that's another one that goes with the idea that whatever you're doing at New Year's Eve is will come true um, for that year. So you better be doing something nice at at New Year's Eve at midnight so that you'll have a good year. Um, uh, and also, um, uh, 
the person whose name I can never pronounce, and I'll be told again how to pronounce it because I just look at it and go, Ty Gav, and I know that's wrong, says crossing fingers. That's right. Many people cross mm-hmm. their fingers when they're about to make a wish, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll cross their finger, their, their middle finger over their index finger on both hands and shut their eyes real tight and to make a wish to sort of seal the wish. Um, um, Balkan Diviner says it's called Aedes, but I would have to tell you on an audio because it has a Romanian character. Okay, well, that was as close as we could get. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And Phyllis Margaret Gabor says, I was taught as a teen to cross your fingers and touch glass when you cross railroads. And Balkan Diviner says, I admit I Googled it up. Oh, it's really not an important thing. He'd probably have to look up, you know, what the Ferculum is. Ferculum is the mm. Latin name. Um, I don't and think so, I knew the Latin name. Even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Dom Christ. How am I going to see Dom Christ when I see Tygav? Okay. You're so far ahead of me. I, I, I've got to remember this somehow. <laughs> so here's touch glass. So that was an interesting one. To cross your fingers and touch glass when you cross a railroad. I presume um, the glass on your inside of your car or something like that. I mean, you wouldn't be carrying a champagne flute around with you. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, there's a, a lot of these little things about when you can make a wish. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you're when wishing is possible, you know, another one is if you get a bag of cherries, you know, from the fruit stand and you get two cherries that are like joined together, mm-hmm. you can have a do you know about this? You make a uh, you yeah. have a friend eating the cherries with you and you break the, you, you break the two cherries apart and then you link your arms at the elbow and you eat your cherry with your arms linked and you wish that you'll be friends forever. And you will. Yeah. That's an old, old one. The, um, uh, now Dom Chris says, crossing finger behind back, wishing on star. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't shooting know about that star. one. Yeah. Ooh, oh, wishing on a shooting star. star. Wish yes, wishing on a shooting star. Yeah, oh, yeah. so wish... Wishing on a shooting star or a meteorite, that's real important. And there's also wishing on the first star you see tonight. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. Um, And so that's another one. Um, Oh, also, of course, wishing on the moon. Show your money to the moon. So when the new moon crescent shows, you can show your money to the moon and say as you grow, meaning to the full moon, as you grow, so will my money grow. And that's a wish, a wishing on the moon. Yeah. Um, okay, well, our time is up. We went through a bunch of these. And um, thanks to everybody in the chat who participated. That was real nice of you guys. All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League 
a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our client is Stacy, calling from Virginia. Stacy, are you there? Okay, it seems that she's not here, but maybe she will catch us in the future. Uh, we do have her information and her questions. She has not been on the radio show before. She's not had a reading with Miss Catter Conjurman, but she has had a reading and or root work from her mother for the past three years on this situation. And she writes, me and this guy have been on and off for five years. We have two kids. Each time we broke up, it was because I didn't take him off child support in the time frame he wanted. He is always talking to girls, and I question him about it. He has also found my root work stuff. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Now I have a question about this, and unfortunately, I don't think our person is with us. What does it mean um, each time we broke up, it was because I didn't take him off child support in the time frame he wanted. This sounds like a pretty troubled relationship, as if they broke up, he was put on a court-ordered child support payment, came off of the court-ordered child support, and he got mad and left again. Does that seem to you what that was about? That seems very close to what I I, I gathered from it, yes. Yeah, Okay. Um, all right. Well, not knowing exactly what it was about, that I would consider to be a pretty troubled relationship because um, when money rather than love of the child is what motivates um, these things, you know, it's odd. And then there's a question of was she on welfare, but when he moved back in, then, then he, he couldn't get child I mean, I don't know. There's a lot here I'm not understanding. So I'm just going to throw <laughs> this. and We don't know the person's sign. But I guess the question is, um, there is no question. It says he has found That's, what I, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was going right. to ask. What is it that she wants to, mm. to know? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to just I'm just going to punt here, and I'm punting towards Conjurman. Conjurman, let's say let's assume the question is, can this improve or is it doomed? Okay. Can this marriage yeah. be saved? <laughs> well, fortunately, uh, I was uh, as you were talking, I was like maybe I should just do a geomantic chart just in case they throw to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've come prepared because I have a geomantic chart. Uh, as you were asking questions and sort of working it out, because I, like you, was a little confused by the sentence. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if there was a question there. So the fundamental thing that I'm asked is, is there really kind of hope to, to, to salvage this relationship or not? And the final judge that we get, so when we cast a geomantic chart, you generate four mothers, and then from those four mothers, you reconstitute them, and it creates a series of figures with the last figure being known as the judge or the qadi, and that tells you your answer. It gives you a very binary yes or no. So the question I ask, can this relationship salvage? That's the sort of the, the, the big question that I'm asking here. Um, and then the, from there, that can, that can let us, you know, the yes or no can then be built outwards. It can tell us more about uh, the future. It can tell us about the specific details. So we can get a lot coming out of this. 
but the first question you have to answer, the yes or no, is like, can this relationship be salvaged? And the first uh, figure that we get as the judge is Tristitia, known as Sorrow. It's associated strongly with the seventh house in the geomantic chart, which is the house of relationships and partners. This is a figure that is ruled by Saturn, and it is an indication that whatever you are seeking, whatever hope that you are coming from, is going to be filled with sorrow. It is also a figure that is very definitively a no. It says that the relationship can come back together. They also say that you two can never reconcile, but that there will always be a thread of sorrow that connects it from the very beginning to the end. That the ongoing theme here is not a theme of love, but a theme of difficulty, of trial, and of sorrow. So the joy, the happiness, the good, and all that, those are the exceptions. Now, all relationships have difficulties. I always tell people this. Relationships have difficulties. They're sort of like roller coasters. But for a relationship to survive, the highs must outlast the lows. You must be at the upper portion of the roller coaster most of the time and at the bottom portion of the roller coaster only some of the time. So the difficulties exist even in the most perfect relationship. But the high has to exist. In this case, with Tristitia, we're told... No, the overarching theme is of sorrow, of difficulty. There is an element of money that's associated with this. Saturn is, is uh, generally considered to be the miserly star or the star of misers or the star of, of people who are not uh, who are not generous with their money. So this does speak to the sort of money component here, but Tristitia tells me no. The relationship on the whole is not salvageable. You may reconcile, you may bring this person back, you may force this person back, but every time this person comes back to you, that is the temporary state. The long-term state is one of separation, one of pain, one of difficulty, and one of sorrows. We're told by the very next figure what you should be doing here, and that is Fortuna Minor. Fortuna Minor says that you are in a position where uh, you're putting your short-term happiness over your long-term happiness. This is a solar figure, and it can indicate good things, but good things that are temporary. So your decisions so far have all been about, all right, Let's bring this person back. Let's reconcile with them. But you're not exactly looking at the larger picture, which is associated with this figure of sorrow. Every time this person comes back to you, they break up again. That is a warning. That tells you something. A relationship that is stable, a relationship that is healthy, should not have that many breakups. It's okay to break up every once in a while. It's okay to separate even. I know couples that have separated and got back together, and they're amazing. But if you've been on and off for five years, and there's a constant theme of breaking up, that is not a good sign. You are putting the short-term happiness, when this person is on a high, when this person is doing well, when this person is in a good mood, you're focusing on that, and you're not focusing on the long-term health, your long-term emotional health of you and your family. The final figure that we have here, and this is what we do, is we sort of trace the figures back to their origin, and they tell us, what can this person do to improve their uh, chances? And this is the greater fortune now. This tells me that you must now focus on money, child support. Do not end child support. I don't know, I don't care what this person says. Do not 
and child support. Make sure that you are financially taken care of, your children are financially taken care of. Ensure the stability of your family over the short-term happiness that this person will bring by coming back into your life. The geomancy can be very blunt here, and I think that a little bit of bluntness is warranted. Uh, Focus on the larger theme. There is more sorrow and pain and heartbreak in this than there is good. Recognize that. Give up the temporary happiness and establish long-term stability. That is going to matter more for you than getting this person back. So I would say if you do reconciliation work, it's just to get you two on speaking terms. Do not draw them back into your life as a lover and instead focus on ensuring that they remain a foot for you and your children. I'm going to turn this over to Ramona who will do your next reading and then Miss Kath will give you some group work advice. Okay, so... <clears throat> um, I pulled the paw card, which is like a major arcana card in uh, the Hoodoo Tarot. Um, and it represents the moon. And the moon has to deal with the mind, uh, hidden things, um, complexities. And like, it is also known to have a direct impact on the minds of people besides the earth's tide. So, in other words, it sets the mood. And this this card represents uh, darkness and hidden things. So when it appears in a reading, you are being asked to consider that you might not know everything there is to know about the situation at hand. And not only that, but the details possibly being purposely hidden from you. So you're feeling things, you're suspecting things, uh, rely on your intuition, but also know that the paw paw is trying to tell you that sometimes you must seek truths that have been intentionally veiled or obscured by darkness. And everyone knows the most valuable and precious Items are kept out of reach from casual browsers. Uh, The truths are kept out of reach from who it may truly affect. Don't deny your instincts. And the fact that you're on again and off again, just like Huntsman said, you know, so I won't repeat it. It is just obvious that if you want this relationship to work, if that was the question, then, you know, it's, there is a need for the two of you to go into some type of therapy, relationship therapy, um, because it, it seems to be a roller coaster and somebody is not, is not willing to completely let go. And sometimes we need help to learn how to do this. Um, because you're not here, I can't ask you specific questions, so I'm just going blindly. But trust your instincts, because I'm seeing deception here. I don't know whether it's on your part or on his part. And there is some kind of delusional thinking I don't know if delusional is the right word, but there's a lot of of mind tricks going on. 
you need to really find out why it is that you're putting up with this because this is really no way to have a good relationship. And that's all that I have to say on this. Um, it's just that it, it, it doesn't bode well on on the end, and you need to ask yourself the question of why you keep going through this. And once you figure out that, it will stop. There will be a solution, but until then, it's just going to be this up, down, back, and forth. And that's right. that's what I have. So this is a, a situation, and thank you both for the readings, that in which I'm afraid that root work isn't going to accomplish, you know, the miracle that um, that Stacy wishes. This is a this is a a problem that's um, much deeper, and um, and the outcome doesn't look, um, you know, blessed at this point. So in doing root work, I'm going to um, talk about root work as um, something to ameliorate the situation and to focus on that which is best for the children because they are the next generation. I'm sorry, Stacy, that what was seen was continuing sadness, continuing fluctuations. I thought it was interesting when Ramona talked about the moon because the moon waxes and wanes and and this is, card is pa and so this is kind of like there's a fluctuation here, darkness and light not so good. So let's just focus mm-hmm. on what's going to be best for the children and for the children I would like to see something around that child support something around money so the spell I'm going to make is really quick I've made this spell public long ago and those who know me may be familiar with this. I want you to get a picture of the father of the children and the children and you and if possible in the picture I'd like you know you to be having the children close to you and having him maybe reaching for them or sitting next to them but in any case you're going to take that picture printed out on paper you're going to cut out around the picture separating him from the children and you. So now he's separate, right? Then I'm going to have you get a dollar bill. And on the dollar bill, I want you just to use it as a petition paper. Just hold it up long ways and, you know, lay it down and write on it your prayer. May so-and-so, father of so-and-so and so-and-so, always be um, a good provider May he always pay child support. May he give extra gifts. May he teach the children skills they need to know so that they can earn their way in the world. Don't ask for anything for yourself. This is about child support. And then you can draw around the four corners of that dollar bill eyes, like the eye of God is watching. But in the center of the eye, instead of just putting a circle and a dot for the pupil, I want you to put a circle and a dollar sign inside it. Dollar sign. So the eyes of God are watching the dollars there. And then you're going to take that dollar bill and take the separated photos and glue them to the dollar bill so that you see a portion of the dollar bill so that he cannot come back to the children except through providing the money. 
So the dollar bill forms a visible bridge between the two parts of the cut-apart photo. Okay, And what I like to do is have in that cut-apart the picture of George Washington, which is at the very center of the dollar bill image. And the reason I like that is that it is the government, the George Washington government, that will provide for the um, uh, settling of the child support. Okay, So the power of the government and the power of God will help. All right. Um, does anyone have anything to add to this one? I do. Also, I, I think it, it, along with that, maybe get you some burdock and use that for clarity on crossing courage, protection, purification. Make it into a tea or ground it up and add it to your food. And this will give you the wisdom, the, the, the clarity to, to know how to move forward and the courage to stick with your decision. Um, yeah, I, I, I think That's a that good would, one. would help a lot. You can also bathe with it, too, if that burdock oh, tea. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that, that would yeah. be, also be useful. Um, burdock is a very underused plant, by the way. It's a good herb and very strong. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think that's a, a particularly important one. And I know that it seems like we've been very cut and dried here, Stacy. who I hope you will listen to this show in the archive. Um, and we don't uh, have any... Uh, bad feelings for you by being blunt, but we do feel that there's something wrong here that's not being helped. If your mother is reading for you and is a root worker, seek your mother's counsel also. There, This relationship, um, which was started in love and has produced two children, may not continued. Um, and as Ramona said, if it is to be continued, you probably will need something like marriage counseling or some sort of therapy work to to draw yourselves back together again okay but right now it's very fragile and doesn't seem uh, like it's going to work so that's my last word on that subject do you have anything to say conjurman about that about spell work not in regards to spell work, but it is really important to keep the safety of yourself, your family, uh, as your topmost priority. I highly recommend getting some peace water and sprinkling it around the house. If this is a, uh, if you've experienced a lot of breakups, a lot of back and forth, on and off, that can that can create a malaise in the house, a spiritual malaise. So do a nice cleansing of the house and then sprinkle it with some peace water. That's really good. That's that's a very good mm-hmm. idea. Cleanse first, then peace water. Yeah. Great. All right. And now it's time for our strangely alien tritone brought to you by Film Score Rundowns and the Bernard Herman Appreciation Society. L M C 
You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Rook Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurement, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay, in syndication, Thursdays. All times specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Ramona of Ramona Speaks the Other Truth uh, in Houston, Texas. Take it away, Ramona. Okay. This is kind of fun because we are talking about command or wishes. And, of course, money is somewhere on everybody's list, right? Now, I uh, wrote a spell for when I go to the online gambling sites and it's like a command spell and it goes like this for every dollar that I spend or play you send 20 back my way and when I say you I'm talking to the universe okay and I say it three times before I, I spin and I take some um, John the Conqueror oil and I dab it in the middle of my palms. I dab it on my mouth. I dab it on my screen. Just a dab. And I say it and I remember it. And I hit that spin. And guess what? It has been working for me. And it's, and it's a fun thing to do. You can change the amounts, the dollar amounts, or, uh, you know, from every penny I, I play, you know, however much you send your way. But it's a way to practice doing command spells. And I wanted to add... Uh, before, but now is a good time, that there are things and exercises that you can do to strengthen your power in in doing these spells. And that includes um, visualization exercises, energy manipulation, which is what it is, because sometimes I'll touch the screen to use the energy that way, um, meditation, affirmation, and this, these practices help you strengthen your focus, your intention, your ability to direct energy or influence the desired outcome. 
but it's important to note that the effectiveness of these practices can vary from person to person, of course, and results may or may not be guaranteed. However, it is always advisable to approach esoterical practices with an open mind and a respectful attitude towards the mystical or supernatural aspects involved. And if you have a friend or a teacher that is very experienced in that, don't hesitate to go to them to help you um, strengthen your abilities. And that's important to know because it's easy to say, you know, like with these spells and stuff, this is what I want to happen, just do it. But it's necessary that you have the abilities to perform them. And don't be discouraged if it's not working out the way that you want at first. Everything worthy comes with practice. And I can't emphasize that enough. It took me a while to to um, get my mojo going on this. Um, and if you have any questions, put them in the in the um, chat and I'll answer them. But I cannot stress again that it's about practice. Practice. And you can use that. And it, it works. It works for me. Yeah. I, and, I'm going to say something. I, I'm just going to jump in here. This is yeah. so similar to something that I do with the stock market and commodities. And I know this sounds really crazy because everybody knows I'm a tree-hugging hippie. I don't invest in stocks. I don't invest in commodities. But back in the day, uh, I had some sort of online news service and it always showed me the stock market reports, like up or down or whatever. And I'd sort of stare at them. And I got into making Occult hand gestures. Okay, I know this sounds so mm-hmm. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd go mm-hmm. down, go down, go down, down, go down, and they'd go down. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. So I got mm-hmm. really good at it. Then I'd go, go up, go up, and I but now my palm is up, and I'm pushing up, up, up. I just I got really good at. It. I could also tell when I did it if it was not going to work. In other words. Sometimes when I did it, I'd get, no, you're, you're bucking the tide. You're not going to make it. And I would just put my, my hand facing the screen and just my palm outward and say, then peace be with you, and then stop. Yeah. It's so freaky. Have you ever done this or something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 it, and it really is about that's why you have to, you have to practice because yes. – Everybody can't visualize. I mean, it's all almost a matter of speaking and seeing at the same time, and boom. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Well, that meanwhile, I, I see that a whole bunch more spells of um, put in here, too. So why don't you tell us about these additional spells? Okay. Now, the one by the power of bit and bit. Hmm. In the realm where data sit, let the cold flow smooth and swift in the digital abyss. Let it drip. This is <laughs> useful. No, seriously. This is useful it's great. when you're doing work on the computer. 
mm-hmm. because I do with energy too. I have a lot of power in my fingertips. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, touch anything electronic, you know, slot machines, computers, things like that. And this is specifically for anything that you are trying to produce on the computer to make it work to your advantage. And it's just a fun little thing. And then it's the great. second I'm, one is... Wait, well, we're running out of time because our music is on. So okay. let's just, let's just, I'm going to just real quick go. The other one, she, it's in the archive. From the north, south, east, or west, by the spell, I make the request. Appear by my side at my behest, and harmony and peace will coexist. All right. I got to go because we got to turn this over to James. Thank, Ramona, you are so great, and these extra spells are just wonderful. And um, so take it away, James. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man, and thank you, Ramona. Ramona Speaks the Other Truth in Houston, Texas, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when, from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, we will have Heidi Holton of HeidiHolton.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us the topic, Getting Out of Debt. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjureman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from folkconjure.com in North Carolina. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Good night, everybody. Thank you, River. Good night. And, I, and we're just going to give a shout-out to um, Phyllis Margaret Gabor. We can do this with traffic lights, too. <laughs> okay. I've done it. Um, the one that I was taught with traffic lights is motor, motor, rotor, rotor, and the traffic light will turn. And I was taught that by a woman named Morning Glory Zell. Motor, motor, rotor, rotor. All right. Well, our time is just about up. We just have time to say, come on over to Lucky Mojo any day but Thanksgiving. We will be closed. <laughs> and um, we're um, wishing you all the best. And... Um, if you have in your heart to send to the GoFundMe of Valentina Burton, please do so. You can find that online. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye.